This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome back to Dumb Scum and Villainy, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover artists and improvisers explore the underworld of this Star Wars Edge of the Empire role-playing game. I'm your host, Bloto the Toydarian. This series features our Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Abraxas Brash Core, Tyler Hewitt as Vic Denbar, and Adam McNamara as the forgetful psychopath Waka Waka Fanzi. Our heroes have been sent to pick up a package by Agrippa the Hutt. Each of them brought along a specialist, the Bruiser Dibs, the Mechanic Shatterstar, and the Spy Courtesan Nyx. They've entered hyperspace, heading for their target, and Waka Waka Fonzie is getting a message from a jukebox. There, you're caught up. So get out of my shop or spend money. No credits, only money. So we're back in a galaxy far, far away, uh, and you're traveling further and further away from the planet of Veros, where Grip of the Blue has assigned a, a task uh, to the three of you, as well as uh, Xanatos, um, and of course your, your now entourage of Dibs, Shatterstar, and Nyx. Um, the mission is to set up a con uh, aboard um, the Anarch 3 refueling station and Pleasure Dome. 
um, in order to attempt to hijack an Imperial shuttle carrying very, very valuable schematics um, and uh, ancient technology that will turn the tide of the, the blood feud um, of the, the two criminal gangs uh, circling Ico. So um, the, uh, you're in hyperspace, so we've got that classic Star Wars blue spinny tunnel of space travel <laughs> flying around you. Um, the, the PT cruiser is, uh, <laughs> is a bit of a, it's again, a very fancy looking ride. Uh, I'm going to say this isn't a smooth ride. I think it trembles a little bit in, in hyperspace. Um, Xanatos is like kind of going around, um, again, constantly kind of gym taking, I think to, uh, to you brash being like, Oh my God, like he's, he's trying to fix things, but there, it's this, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not damaged. It's just badly built. Um, so he's kind of, uh, screwing around doing that as well as making last minute plans. Um, I'm going to say that ultimately he's kind of the mastermind, uh, for this. Uh, he clearly had a, a prior relationship with Agrippa and as a result has been kind of tasked with running it. So he's kind of running some of the logistics that said, of course, for game purposes, I'm going to let you guys, um, determine what's going Call on. The shots. Yeah. 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 Um, but we open, um, on the, the personal quarters of, uh, Fonzie. Um, so Fonzie, what kind of, uh, what kind of room do you think you found that you would hang out in? Uh, it's like the janitor closet because I, uh, <laughs> I like small spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to fit the jukebox in there with me at first, but it didn't work. So I kind of left it outside. Um, I have Shatterstar, um, in the next janitor closet next to me and I have the bike, uh, the righteous indignation kind of right in between. So there's like mm-hmm. a door, a space where my awesome bike is, and then there's another door. Okay, wicked. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the 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 bike had to be parked vertically, so it's kind of like wedged in there. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's like how you park a bike like yeah, somewhere. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a like, swoop bike rack. Yeah, yeah, she, she, <laughs> yeah, Shatterstar installed a hook on the ceiling, so yeah. it's just hanging from the hook. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's in the janitor closet next door, which she also seems very comfortable in. Um I think uh, the janitor closet is like immaculate because, um, dear sweet Vic has never he doesn't know this room exists. It's super um, clean, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think you've befriended the janitorial robot. Uh, what do you think that robot's name is? Um, uh, the sweep sweep. Sweep sweep, very yeah. nice. So um, sweep sweep is like. Uh, <laughs> He's very much in kind of that Futurama vein of a spindly robot or like the there's a couple of them on the sand crawlers, but like very spindly arms, um, kind of like a, a cylindrical chest. And, and his head is kind of uh, like if you flipped over one of those big water jugs Oh yeah, uh, and it comes to a point um, and he's got uh, sort of like two eyes on top and two eyes on the bottom. And uh, whenever he sweeps, he just mutters, sweep, 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 <laughs> sweep, 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 dustpan, sweep, sweep, sweep. Uh, so you've, you've been sharing good stories with him because he's an incredibly good listener. Um, <laughs> and incidentally, a lot of the questions you've had for him can be answered by the word sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, you seen my bike? And he's like, sweep. And you're like, yeah, sweep. <laughs> yeah. This guy's really smart. <laughs> do, you, do you like my friend Shatterstar that I made? Sweep. Yeah, I think she's pretty sweep, too. <laughs> sweep, sweep. Yeah, she's pretty sweep. Sweep. Do you see the necklace that she made me? What do you think? Sweep. Yeah, I think it's pretty sweep, too. Sweep. Uh, are we friends? Sweep. I think we're friends too. Sweep, sweep. <laughs> sweep, sweep. <laughs> sweep. 
Uh, <laughs> I think the two of you come up with a secret handshake that's just both of you brooming at each other because that's all he can really do. He's got a broom affixed to his hands. Like, it just kind of... Um, all right, amazing. So you've befriended Sweep Sweep and the two of your roommates. All right. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, just from the logic of what I've heard so far, I feel like you did annex Sweep Sweep's home. <laughs> like, you did take his room. Honestly, uh, <laughs> as a hostile takeover. Sweep Sweep has an amazing uh, Star Wars Expanded Universe novel uh, that you can get from Delray Books. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, He's, he's also like Sweep Sweep Riptide <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I don't know He's a Jedi or something in it It's really strange It ties into a Disney theme park um, But uh, yeah Sweep Sweep seems to actually Galaxy's be like, broom <laughs> uh, <laughs> The lines are just as long It doesn't matter As long as it's Disney um, The uh, He's actually He seems really happy For a roommate um, You you occasionally catch him Just kind of like Looking at you uh, doing that classic like shitty one man show thing where like puts his hands up on the broom and just kind of like stares at you <laughs> and he's like sweep sweep and you go oh didn't see you there like you you get what he's throwing down um, but uh, as much fun as you're having with sweep sweep you're a little bit haunted uh, by the mysterious message you got from the jukebox um, it was uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to you um, but I think even though even though you've kind of lost your memory and are kind of new to all of this, um, given your aptitude for making new friends, the fact that this voice wanted you to trust it um, sounds about right. Uh, And um, uh, it essentially offered you great reward um, if you could bring it um, a a copy of the uh, entry codes to Agrippa's um, basically file server. So essentially they want like a data stick um, with Agrippa's access codes uh, and so it'd be an act of great friendship uh, towards um, the uh, the syndicate. Yeah, syndicate. Um, so to become a great friend of the syndicate, um, they require you to provide them with... Uh, His memory stick. Codes. Yeah, basically like a USB full of access codes. But he made it seem really like it's like... There's this really shiny button that you need to approach. Well, so here's the thing. It's a pre-recorded message <laughs> oh. uh, that probably assumed someone smarter. Oh, never, mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Well, no. Okay. So, so incidentally, I, I think, uh, I don't know if you necessarily understand that that's what it was asking you then. Because it was like, I require a memory stick that will allow me access to the servers. And you're like... Hmm. Gotta get this guy a stick. Sweep, a sweep stick. has a stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is easy. Also, <laughs> I think the idea of a memory stick sounds really attractive to you because you're like, that would actually help you. You could put that in my hole in my head. <laughs> You've got to find me one of those. So anyway, that's just uh, something to to keep in mind. Whether or not you tell these other two is up to you. Um, but uh, yes, that that is the the coded message um, that would normally be accessed through a complex series of buttons that perhaps an insider could push, but damn it, you punched your way to success. <laughs> it is the, it is the Fonzie way. Um, so what do you think, Vic, you've been doing on, on the travel? It's, it's not a, this is all very time sensitive. So th- this is kind of a couple hours journey. Um, so um, you've got time for like a couple of things. What do you think you've been up to? Uh, Dibs is probably in his quarters. Uh, sorry, Vic is with is in his quarters with Dibs. Um, Vic's quarters take up about thirty percent of the PT cruiser, which lends itself to why this thing runs so poorly. It's just not an efficient allocation of space. <laughs> um, I kind of imagine it is like the center back. It's like from the middle of yeah. the ship back. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
I think we've just finished uh, uh, a rousing game of racquetball. Um, <laughs> and we are now, uh, uh, now we're just at, we're at the bar, just kind of relaxing. You know, we, you, you get the sweat up, you know, you got, you got to get limbered up for a big operation. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and so now Vic's kind of like toweling off and like throwing a towel to Dibs and been like, you know how to make a drink there, uh, Dibs? Uh, so Dibs is wearing like, um, tiny sporting shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and he's wearing one of your sports polos, uh, so it, it's almost a midriff top yep, on him. Yep. You look good in that, Dibs. You can keep that. Mm. He kind of smooths it over his, like, <laughs> bulk. And I think, like, uh, in my head, he's just brick from uh, Borderlands, but I think you could also <laughs> safely say, like, if Dave Batista really got into steroids in a hard way. Yeah, so, he, like, yeah, just he's, Dave Batista, like, he's, just the Bond villain from... Uh, God, it wasn't Skyfall. He he was a Bond villain. I can't yeah. remember which one. It was uh, he was a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. that. Yeah, uh, but like taller and wider, but still like a portly. Yeah, Funhouse Mirror. Yeah, Dave Batista. <laughs> it, it, Ray, Ray Stevenson. It kind of, but by way of like steroids. Everyone by way of steroids. Um, right. So Hulk any, Hogan. Yeah. Any, <laughs> anyone, literally anyone from Pain and Gain. Um, so just like. Just this massive fucking like block of a man, um, and uh, yeah, so he he kind of like smooths it over him, uh, and then uh, he he kind of like shuffles behind the bar, um, and you can see him looking around in like gentle panic, um, and he's kind of like checking the bottles, and he kind of looks back at you, and uh, you can see that he's actually very nervous. This is this is not his his forte. Hey, don't sweat it. Uh, I'll I'll make us a drinks. I'm actually one of the best bartenders in the quadrant. Dibs looks like number v- one bartender. Very surprised, yeah. but also like, like very honored. So, so he like shuffles back in front and like sits down on a stool that actually sinks into the deck. Not because it can do that, but mm. just because he's heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll mix uh, two drinks just from my collection of space spirits. Space spirits. Great. Um, what's, uh, what's your drink of choice? What's it called? Uh, let's call it, uh, it's, uh, it's a Dagobah mudslide. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you, um, (laughs) and the other one is, uh, it's called a a cosmic quasar. Okay. Which one do you give to brick? I give him the cosmic quasar. It's the fancier looking drink, but you know, there's a fuck ton of sugar in that kind of thing. (laughs) So he, he picks it up. Um, and it's like. It's the kind of classic, like, big guy holds something delicate. Mm-hmm. He just reaches out like he's going to crush it. And the last second, he just, like, very delicately, like, two-finger picks it up, uh, sort of pinky out, clinks it to you, and he sips it. And you just see a look of pure bliss come across his features. Like, he's just the happiest uh, that well, I mean, a giant he, scary man could look. he would be. Um, and then he, he, he drains it. And he puts it back down in front of you and looks at you the way a dog looks at someone when they want another treat. You want some more there, Dibs? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll make you one more. We got a bit of time. Mm-hmm. I'll make him another one. Um, smash cut to Dibs' past sitting there working for Agrippa, and it's just like, um, you know, carve like mixing drinks and like Agrippa <laughs> mixing drinks and like fucking Shatterstars mixing drinks. <laughs> um, and he's just sitting there quietly, like the Amelie score is playing, and it's just really sad. <laughs> and he's just he's watching listening to the Amelie score. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on his jukebox. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, he also got the message, but didn't understand what it meant. Um, <laughs> and uh, there, there was never a, a drink for dibs till now. So you feel like you've actually made a, a friend. I mean, you don't feel that way. No, yeah. That's what's occurred. I've impressed Tyler someone. Tyler feels my... like he's made a friend. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for Vic, this is like. I've impressed him with my excellent drink making skills. How 
utterly expected. Um, do you think Vic has trouble being alone? Is this kind of like a Ooh, Vic thing yeah. that he just always kind of needs yes, some hangers on? He does. All right. Yes. Very cool. Um, so, uh, so Dibs finishes his drink and then he goes to leave. Uh, where, uh, what, what, what are you, what are you thinking of doing next there, Dibs? <laughs> uh, he just kind of gestures to, to the sweaty, tiny clothes he's wearing and shrugs. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, <laughs> he starts miming having a shower. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I mean, here, use, use my bathroom. Uh, and it's just a fucking like <laughs> palace. Yeah, it's the size of the racquetball court. Yeah, it's a it's a Donald Trump like wall to wall like gold plated bathroom. <laughs> he walks in. He looks around, uh, and you can see he's thinking, "This is going to be the nicest place I ever shit." <laughs> and then he, he closes the door behind him. Uh, all right, we smash cut back to um, I would assume the cockpit. Are you flying? Yeah, yeah, or yeah I'd be yep. flying. Yeah. All right. So um, what uh, what are you doing in the cockpit? Who's there with you? So uh, Xanatos is probably. Off planning, he doesn't need to be in the cockpit. Yeah, for that he's purpose, got like so. a full Charlie Day red line like thing set up in the lounge. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'd be in the cockpit. I'd have like cleaned my pistols. I'd have probably done a few crunches. You know, you just got to take the time <laughs> when you can. It's an important part of fitness. Uh, I say to myself, "How do Ryan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you feel?" Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. How do you feel being in space for the first time, really? It's pretty fucking dope because, I mean, I'm going somewhere and we've got like a con to run, which is nice. We got a team like this is a, a hefty upgrade from being like the guy who's afraid to die because I'm flying somewhere. And I mean, I'm playing it really cool, but like I'm not traditionally that cool. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> like for, for a falling, I'm sort of average looking like for the rest of the universe. I'm incredibly beautiful uh, and it's nice to fly, but I'm a little bit nervous about it. So I decided I want to play like. Play some of the games that I'm the most used to back in my like because mm-hmm. it's falling middle class is still nightmarish upper class for a lot of other places. Yeah. So I, I, I invite Nick's up to the cockpit because uh, he'd he'd said that he had he'd been flying but he'd never flown. Yep. Uh, and and one of uh, the ways that Brash has practiced his falling skills is uh, he doesn't actually sleep with courtesans. He makes them fall in love with him is his goal because he considers that to be like the sweeter victory for that kind of romance. Uh, so having invited Nick's up and had like polite conversation, he wants to find out about his, his genes, but he asks him if he like wants to learn how to fly in like a very flirty Clearly layering on his interest. Uh, no pheromones yeah. yet. He doesn't like to trick people into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, because otherwise he would die very quick on the show. <laughs> oh, no. There's no atmosphere in the cockpit. You're dead. All right. Uh, non-rapey characters. How you doing? Um, great. So um, he comes up to the cockpit. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to make you roll on this. Uh, I've got charm, which I imagine would be the thing that I'd yeah, be playing with. If yeah, yeah. So use that. charm, charm, and presence would be your your two. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah. Tell tell me your pool, and I'll tell you what. To I've add. got three of presence, and I've got two in charm. Uh, okay. So two in charm, three in presence. Um, I'm gonna give you three purple because he's he's trained in in this sort of thing. So oh, he's of course, got that's, natural. That's why the game is worth playing. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to spend a destiny point to upgrade one of those purples to a maroon. Uh, so upgrade a difficulty to a challenge. Um, that's all you get. <laughs> you get no positive dice. <laughs> Good luck. Well, no. So for your positive dice, you've got three presents and two. So I would get one green and two yellow. That is correct. 
Uh, and I'm going to give you one boost because you're playing off an earlier flirty line that you had. Great. And I have an ability that lets me remove one black die. Does that only really downgrade the red or no? Uh, no, it doesn't. It just means that if there were black die, you could remove them. However, uh, there are no setbacks currently in front of you. That, okay, that makes sense. Yep. All right, let's 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 roll them bones. All right, I have three threat, two success, and a triumph. Oh, damn. All right, so um, a triumph uh, is pretty sexy. Um, <laughs> they count as uh, success symbols and can also be used to trigger powerful positive consequences. So, for example, in combat, you can use them to regain strain, um, to add boost to other people's die. Uh, you can trigger criticals, all sorts of crazy stuff. Since this is a social encounter... You guys are having sex in that front seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down right now. No, he's, he's just got to love me. That's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> hmm. uh, oh, so, no, I love him too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you said two threat. Three threat, two, three threat, success, two triumph. success, and a triumph. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to say the... Yeah, all right. Here's what I think happens. Um, so you kind of entice him in and, and say, like, do you want to learn how to fly? Um, and you begin to teach him how to fly. Uh, and a few things happen. Um, he's very cagey. He's very, like, sort of cognizant of, of, of what you're trying to do. Um, and what's interesting for you, uh, Brash, is that almost immediately it becomes, like, a sexy game rather than, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to run my game on this guy. But he's also aware that you're running a game. He's running a counter game. And instead, it almost becomes like almost shop talk um, very quickly. Um, as a, a side note that sort of relates to this, uh, I've ha I have a friend who uh, was a server in a strip club, a male strip club. And he's like, I can't go to strip clubs anymore because the second someone's like, hey, where are you from? He's like, look, I, I know. I know this is part of the job. <laughs> so I feel like it's a lot of that um, for both of you where you're both kind of like countering each other. Um, the other thing is you've never actually had to teach anyone anything. So I think... Uh, based on your two threat, you do actually start to kind of develop feelings for this guy because you're you're helping him and, and there's a joy in actually sharing something that you've had a great passion for that no one gives a shit. Like Xanatos doesn't want to hear about your flying. Your family at home definitely didn't want to hear about your flying. Um, but based on your successes and triumphs, you can see that he is also like legitimately um, touched that you're taking the time to show him this. Uh, also, because you've got a triumph, A, not only is he starting to fall in love with you, but B, you've actually taught him how to fly. So now he has one rank in piloting and can swap in as a sweet either a co-pilot or if you need someone to kind of man the ship. Uh, he's now competent enough to do it as long as it isn't fancy flying. Nice. Well, then I imagine having settled into a friendship that could become more uh, <laughs> will continue like the rest of the flight together. How long is this trip? It's not very long. It, it's Perfect. a couple of hours. Again, the... The goal being to catch um, a ship desperately fleeing Coruscant. Um, the timelines are all very tight. Um, you should have about a day on board the station to set up your con. Um, but again, everything has to move pretty quickly. Um, and part of the reason that Agrippa needed you guys was rather than sending in people who might be able to get it done over a span of time, based on your current connections and abilities, the odds of you just being able to kind of step into this are pretty high. Great. So if we're on a straight hyper lane yep. trip. I imagine autopilot can work in a straight line if you're in sure, hyperspace. Yep. Uh, Cause then I imagine we want to take like, eventually we'll have a meeting where Xanatos will be like, here's the plan. 
yep. if he's in charge of plan. So Nix and I will just fly and talk shop and talk about our lives and how we both sort of hope we can steal some extra shit. Like maybe some of the walls come down and we just have a slightly more honest discussion about our goals That's what here. I mean. Like it, it's just yeah. it, it becomes... It becomes like a, you know, honor amongst thieves chat almost where it's like, okay, like I'm really glad I don't have to do the whole, so where are you from? Oh, that's really interesting. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. It's like, oh, thank God. All right. Yeah. No, I'm from nowhere. No one gives a shit where I'm from. Yeah. We're both like, I really hope there's a second crate (laughs) that we can just walk out with for ourselves. Uh, Yeah. Wicked. Okay. That's very fun. I like that. Um, So (laughs) all three of you made friends. This is really nice. (laughs) Fear-based, confusion-based, and mutually trying to fuck with each other in a sexual way, friends. (laughs) Thus ends Dumb Scum and Villainy, a friendship tale. A friendship podcast. Join us for season two. Uh, (laughs) So uh, eventually you all meet up in the the lounge. Um, I'm thinking kind of the Millennium Falcon style lounge, so it's kind of like a circular table. Um, Xanatos has kind of set up some some stuff around to kind of prep you uh, about the station. Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably, probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on, but the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right. That address that I totally just said, go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. Uh, I sit wherever the lighting is the best. Uh, the lighting is like generally shit everywhere, but yeah, you find a spot that's like the least shitty, but it's still, if this was an Instagram photo, you'd still look kind of bad. Yeah, I turn off the like 3D projector game that has the claymation creatures mm-hmm. fighting because being lit from below looks good for no one. Sure. <laughs> I get here late and I go to my spot and I see you're there. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I uh, take down my bike off of the wall and I kind of wheel it in and then I like sit on it, <laughs> but I'm kind of like doing like a pose yep. <laughs> and Shatterstar is kind of, there's like a backseat. So she's kind of like sitting on the back too, also posing, but like checking her like space phone every now and then. <laughs> Not really into the conversation. <laughs> I realized there isn't a seat for Nick, so I just sort of point at my lap. But I like sh- shrug or he yeah, can stand. He, it's not required. He, he kind of like um, gives you kind of a knowing like, <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, and just goes and leans against a wall. I not appreciatively. Yep. <laughs> I didn't want that either. <laughs> um, and uh, I think. I, I don't think you told Dibs there was a meeting. <laughs> Dibs is in the shower. Dibs is still in the shower. Yeah, no, I'm not going to rush him. I am, yeah, we smashed into the shower. Splash, splash, I was taking a bath. Um, oh, he had the best shit of his life. How could he not have the best shower? Yeah, he can't speak, but he can sing. Um, it's, it's selective mutism. It's only while he's alone he can talk. He's just a professional. <laughs> he just, he, he's I'm a told not to speak unless spoken to. And, he's a know. professional mummer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, wicked. So, uh, you all meet up <laughs> in your poses and Xantos is like, Jesus Christ. We're, I'm sorry. Space. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're not shooting a fucking calendar. And none of you move from your poses. And he's oh, like, yeah, yeah right. This fine. is just how I naturally hang out. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just real loose with it or whatever. He goes, I hate flashy people. And then he runs a hand down his like handlebar mustache and a hand back through his mohawk and turns in a flourish. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I slide on sunglasses and go ditto. <laughs> I give my uh, bike a couple revs. Like, 
<laughs> like an alarm goes off on the ship, uh, and you see Sweep Sweep come out and be like, Sweet Sweep. He cleans up the ash that's like yeah. left over. It's like, he's, yeah, he's like, but then it the, backfires. The, it just sprays ash. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> it's like the jet, like the uh, the engine out the back just like burned the wall. Yeah, yeah. and he's just like eh, Sweep Sweep. Uh, Next bud, Sweep. Um, and. Uh, so anyway, so he goes about his, his sweeping. Um, so uh, Xanatos is like, look, I, I know uh, not everyone here is, is a, a professional, so uh, thank you all for, for bearing with me. Obviously, uh, Vic, uh, you know, this is, I know you've already thought of all this, but uh, I'm just going to tell these guys. Is that all right? No, yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to. Cool, cool. And you know, really, as, it, as, as, a, as a good leader, I like to make everyone feel important in their role. So. For sure. And you know, it would, it would really, uh, really help me because uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, get better. Because I know you're really good at this. Uh, if you could like pretend that you don't know any of this, so I could get a sense of what it would be like to tell someone who doesn't know, that'd be really good. All right. Yeah, I'll humor you. All right. You. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. You're you're really cool. I really appreciate you giving us a ride on on our uh, your ship. Oh, your ship. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, you well, seem okay, a little more so generous. Maybe you could also get us all a snack or some drinks or something. I mean, I'm sure you know the very best things that are available on this ship. Absolutely. Yeah. No problem. Dibs. <laughs> Taking it. <gasps> uh, Dibs comes rushing out on a towel. Um, none of your towels are quite big enough for his girth. Um, it, he's very impressive. Yeah, I was just, oh, Dibs showing off here. Dibs, could you get us some snacks, please? Uh, Any of them will be the best snacks anyone uh, has ever had on this ship. <laughs> he, he looks to sweep, sweep, and sweep, sweeps like sweep, sweep, and he's like, <laughs> and he runs back to the bar. Um, if you were to smash cut to the bar, it's him like opening drawers and pulling out like different packs of peanuts and not knowing which one is the better one. I'm like, uh. it's, it's uh, Mr. Burns doing the ketchup catsup thing. It's tough because one is a pack of peanuts, the other one is packing peanuts, and it's like uh, uh, sweat rolling down his face. Uh, meanwhile, back in the lounge. Um, so uh, Xanatos basically lays it out as such. Um, the refueling station uh, has been retrofitted with kind of a pleasure dome. It's a bit of an out-of-the-way joint. Um, it's kind of on the edge of space, uh, sort of known, well, not known space, but imperial space. It's just sort of on the edge of the core worlds. Um, this is definitely not a place any imperial shuttle would stop if they had the chance. This is basically a, a car breaking down in, like, Hills Have Eyes country or Chainsaw Massacre country. Like, not a place they would ideally go. Um, it's kind of been hooked up with this uh, sort of... If the original fueling station was kind of a uh, classic Star Trek berth for ships, that's kind of like the... Um, almost like a, a rib cage that you can kind of park your ship in and get it refueled. Um, this thing is like a, sort of a dome and cylinder that's been added on the side that's been kind of built up over time. So it's all very ramshackle, but it kind of combines into a weird, shitty... A sort of pleasure tumor. Yeah, a pleasure tumor. <laughs> Got it. Uh, <laughs> just, just benignly say, <laughs> hanging there. I was going to say, it's basically Reno, and you're like, pleasure tumor. I'm like, pleasure tumor, Reno. Um, it's the balls <laughs> of entertainment. <laughs> um, so um, he basically says that um, the, uh, the station is still pretty small. Um, and again, the trick to this will be um, creating enough of an event that it makes sense to have people like Fonzie and Dibs wandering around the station. Cause normally no one would just let kind of two toughs go hang out in places. But if you can make enough of a big deal, you might have a shot. So, um, the, basically the, uh, the, the pleasure tumor consists of, um, a bar called the tipsy droid. That's kind of a bar and casino. Um, 
he he's going off what's essentially an old strip mall map. Um, so he's got like marked the good restaurant and the bad restaurant. I named those places. <laughs> There's um, sort of a central authority that is essentially like the casino manager's office. It's the the sort of the administrator for the uh, the station. Um, there's security. There is sort of a mechanics maintenance shop um, called the Bot Works, uh, and then of course there's the pumps themselves. So those are kind of the main locations um, on board the station. Um, the other thing is he's like, oh, look, look, folks. I mean, uh, it's nice that Agrippa wanted to set us up with this, but if we come up with something better, I say we just go with it. I mean, we're 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 a smart crew. I mean, we've we've got the best ship, and we've got the best people. Especially Vic. So I'm saying if, if there's something else we want to do, we go for it. But this is what I'd recommend. So let's 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 get our con going. But, you know, op- open to suggestions. Want to make sure this is a democracy. And it kind of like winks at you, Brash, meaning like, we'll come up with a plan. They'll eventually follow it. But I want to make this seem like a democracy. So it kind of opens the floor. Mechanically, feel free to pitch your plans. Well, we know that there's a card game going on here that I will be uh, gambling in. So I think if I can just uh, win that, you know, we'll walk away with a lot of money. Vic has forgotten why we're here. <laughs> uh, you know, and we'll, we'll just split the pot. If you can all just chip into a pot, because I'm a little tight on funds, or just waiting for some things, things to uh, clear on Alderaan. So if you guys could just all chip in a couple hundred credits each, a okay. couple thousand credits, you know, all right. well, let's go blue sky here. Well, I mean, you're a, you're a very good player, right? Vic? I'm the best. Wonderful. I'm so the best in the galaxy. I mean, I took a look at the schematics for the ship while I was flying our way here. You know, I had to review all of your majesty, and I noticed that you have an incredibly gold-plated bathroom. It's true. Perhaps we could stake the bathroom uh, as your claim to get into the tournament. You know you'll never lose it because you're such a great player. That is... Without a doubt, the best plan I've heard so far. <laughs> so I'll, and it's I'll... the first one, so careful, everyone. <laughs> Stiff competition. I, I nod knowingly and calculate how much the bathroom is worth. <laughs> um, fuck, I don't really know what check to make you roll for that. Uh, how much is the bathroom? Um, let's say it's like a 2,000 credit. Cool. Situation. Yeah, that, that works. So we've got two thousand credits. How many? How, how many credits is that in this area, Tom? Like, I have some underworld knowledge. So, like, would that be exciting for a station of this value? Would that not be? Um. Hmm. So there's a few stats that all of you have um, that I think are going to kind of become active um, throughout the course of this session, rather than coming into it, because I think. You understand underworld stuff, Ryan, but it doesn't make sense to me that Brash would actually know until he was in a place. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so I think for you, the like 2,000 credits is pretty good. The other things that I think like Xanatos would probably recommend, um, you also have the ship. So you've got Just the like, whole ship. You've got the toilet. You've got the ship. Um, there's uh, <laughs> the possibility of Fonzie's bike, but you're not sure how attached he is to it. Um, <laughs> but again, the ship is a pleasure vehicle. Like mm. the there there are there might be some some stakes in that. That said, from your underworld knowledge, I would say like two thousand. Like the thing is, you're going, you're essentially going to the the equivalent of like if a biker bar had a casino. So 
you're not sure the clientele, the bikers probably wouldn't give a shit, but the people who kind of hang around the bikers would probably be really into 2,000 credits. All right, so we can start something small if we want to risk the bathroom, but, I mean, you want to make the real money, don't and you? And it's not a risk. It, it, it's true. So what do you say... We just throw the whole ship up there. We, I mean, it's the best ship. It must give you the best value, which will give you the best winnings. Okay, this guy is going to talk when we get there, because he is selling me hard on this. Uh, I'm all about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll bet the whole ship. Uh, <laughs> and when we win, um, we'll, uh, we'll split the profits. Uh, you know, and I point to each of you like 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Um, and... Uh, and uh, and I'll just take the rest. Cool. Um, so Xanatos uh, looks to you, Fonzie. And he says, um, hey, uh, now, I, I know we, we just met, but uh, I, I like to think that we're friends. Would you would you say that's true? Are we friends? I, I, I think we're friends. Good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So can, can I call you Fonzie? Or would you prefer uh, Mr. Or Mr. Fonzie? Mr. No, Walker Fonzie. Walker? Fonzie to my friends. All right. Friend. Well, thank you. That's that's great. I, I appreciate uh, being your friend. And he goes to give props to Sweep Sweep. And Sweep Sweep's like, Sweep Sweep. <laughs> um, you got to earn that. <laughs> um, so... Uh, He's like, so, um, you know, you, you, you look like a, a pretty, pretty capable fellow. Uh, you know, if, uh, if a fight were to break out, uh, you think you, you, you look like a guy who could handle himself, right? Wouldn't be much of a fight if I was in it. Be oh. a slaughter. So you're, you're the Vic of uh, what he is to cards, you are to killing. I guess you could say that. And bikes. I really like bikes. I mean, I'm and also pretty like capable in a fight. I just want to put that out there <laughs> that, like, I can handle myself and, you know, seven or eight other dudes. <laughs> So I mean, cool. Very that, that that's awesome. You're 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 really cool, dude. I don't like to flaunt it, but I am. That's good to know. I, I, I look to Nix and I'm like, Nix, could you perhaps uh, speak with our friend Vic about his different combat techniques so he could chime in with the things that are required for this, but otherwise he could just tell you tales of exploits. So perhaps Vic, you could save Nix's life. Vic, I, and Nix, and Nix looks to to Vic and he goes, you know, I think I've heard. I think I've heard about you. Oh, it makes sense. I'm one of the best fighters in the sector. I, I hear, <laughs> and he kind of like takes you by the arm and starts like guiding you down the hall towards the snacks that poor Dibs is still desperately trying to sort out. He's like, I hear you once defeated 15 Trandoshan bounty hunters while playing cards. Now, where did you hear that? I heard it from the best. And because it was actually 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you guys disappeared down the hall. Um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, Xanatos is basically, um, uh, he suggests that um, part of the problem with this is the Imperials are going to be scared and they're going to be kind of desperate. So they're going to want to fuel up and go quick, which means that you need to have someone there. You need to be able to cause a big spectacle to cause some chaos and, and kind of muddy the operation up. Um, the Imperials might come aboard for short leave. They might not. Um, but either way, the odds of stormtroopers who to the three of you aren't like the bumbling, like, oh, I can't shoot a guy. Like, these are fucking scary super soldiers. That's all you really know about them. Um, so what is your plan? So you're going to have the card game going. You've got the stakes. Card ga- yeah, we've got the card game. We've got the stakes. There, There is another possibility now that we've got a smaller group here. Because, Uncle, you know how... The blood pitch have always brought great attention from the Imperials. They they can't turn down a good fight, a good show. That is true. And this is a relatively, shall we say, uh, shady establishment. And uh, Fonzie. Yes? 
You are an expert combatant, no? Oh, yes. I sing songs with his fists. Perhaps <laughs> we could stake a second tournament, a conflict, a fight ring where anyone could enter and the prize money could be staked by us. Perhaps an invitation to anyone on the Imperial vessel who thinks they could take out this lovely insane man. <laughs> We stake them, we stake the casino, we bring them in with prizes, the highest sabak table, the most the, anyone could win in a single fistfight. And then, Nix, myself, uncle, perhaps we could bribe our way or steal our way into some uniforms to refuel, and then we just journey aboard the ship and do what needs to be done. And we walk out with a great while everyone's distracted. I mean, it goes fast at the end in that example because it should on the day. So <laughs> currently, uh, the plan, if I understand correctly, is high-stakes poker game. It's about game. Space poker. <laughs> high-stakes space poker. Do you know what? I think rather than Sabak, which I've heard so much about, it's tired. At, in the rim, we play space poker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, down the hall, um, Nix is like, um, yeah, so, I mean, I know you, you beat all those guys while playing Sabak. Have you ever beat anyone while playing space poker? I mean, I beat everyone I've sat down at a space poker table with. Uh, Nick thinks I've to himself lost. about how it's standing, and he's like, yeah, cool, cool, <laughs> great. Wow, he must be really good. I mean, I must be. <laughs> Which is like also a mixed logic. Like, I must be good at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it involves cards. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so we smash go back to the... Uh, the planning chamber. Okay, so the plan is high stakes poker game to try and attract like any high roller Imperials who might be on the station, as well as if needed, create enough of a spectacle with people losing and being mad about it that chaos will ensue. Yeah, I'm also aware that if Vic loses and he thinks he's losing his ship, he will cause the biggest fucking stink in the history of the universe. And uh, he will ask. To, he will at this biker bar, <laughs> fucking pleasure tumor. Demand to speak to a manager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he will do that while screaming in a way that can be heard throughout the station. Great. Um, and meanwhile, Fonzie, you're going to be uh, challenging any comers to a fight in the hope that the Imperials will be either attracted by the promise of a fist fight um, or that one of them might actually want to challenge you. I'm going to need more guns if we're going to do this plan. Uh, for the record, this fight would be punching, not shooting. Oh. You look like you have a gift with your fists. Am I wrong? Well, I can punch with a gun as well as I can punch <laughs> with a fist. <laughs> Wonderful. Then we're going to leave your guns in the hands of Shatterstar? All right. She goes, yeah, well, she, she picks it. She's like, oh, um, hey, man, it uh, looks like the name your gun got scratched off. Were, were, you, were you racking this gun? <laughs> I don't know how, what else you got to rack, Shatterstar. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's nothing else to rack on this. And then she goes, she's like, oh, that is fun. It's fun, it isn't some it? More. <laughs> okay, so he'll do the fight thing. Uh, uh, incidentally, uh, one of Adam's uh, uh, talents is that he has like a specialty gun that's improved. So as this gun gets more broken, it just gets better. Oh, amazing. We're <laughs> 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 definitely leaning into uh, Warhammer 40k Oracle logic, which is just like he believes it works. So this seems like we've got a, a relatively easy plan, Uncle. We send Nix to find an ideal buyer. You and I go and negotiate a price for the mm -hmm, ship. Mm -hmm. We get the money. We start gambling with one friend, the other. We create a terrifying fight ring. Let him beat a couple of rubes that you we can what? source. We should have him fight dibs and have dibs throw the match. 
110%. Yes. Then we offer the biggest purse yet for whoever wins the next fight, and we make sure that no one on the station will accept because dibs take such a sweet dive. Then uh, Nick's and we can go and get ourselves on board in our uniforms while things undoubtedly implode on the station. And we'll let imperial authorities deal with imperial crimes while we commit crimes of our own. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's sexy Moriarty. That sounds good. (laughs) Uh, Wicked. Um, Does anybody have anything else they want to add to that plan? Does that sound good to everybody? So I I can't... I kind of want to go look for, like... Knives for my my fist fight, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just in case. So you you're kind of um, you're, you're sort of desperately looking around for like a weapons locker, and there's just no such thing on this ship. But you do find an incredibly fancy kitchen, and I'm talking like full stainless steel. Everything's gorgeous. There's like a very functional kitchen island. It's not too big, but it's like big enough for prep. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> and there's like a magnet over, the, like clearly untouched, never used. Nothing in this has ever been used, but there's just a line of incredibly good chef's knives. Okay. So then uh, on my suit, I got like, I got some cool kind of like metal body armor. Mm-hmm. So I take off the magnets off of the fridge and I put them on my metal body armor <laughs> and I put the knives on the <laughs> magnets, so the left yeah. side of my body Knife is just armor. knives. <laughs> just be- become yeah. an iron chef. Just yeah, just knives. That's it. Great. That can be his fight name. This shall be the Iron Chef. Sweep, sweep. <laughs> and oh. sweep, sweep's my coach. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> he's your Mickey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweep. When I, I go in the corner, he like he's my cut man. I yeah. look, <laughs> I look through the kitchen, and I, I do you know what? I, I just know it's the the gift of the falling Eileen. And then I just, with one heel, kick one of the cupboards, and it opens. And inside, because I've been in 10,000 kitchens, I'm very important, uh, I find uh, <laughs> I find an apron that's black and white striped. And I walk over, and I put it on Sweep Sweep, who can now be the referee. <laughs> <laughs> sweep! 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 Sweet, sweet. <laughs> um, also, um, that the story you tell yourself is you're very important. You've been in a lot of these. You actually had to cook for your family a lot. Oh, yeah. If I didn't, like, they would straight up hit like, me. I, I feel like this is uh, like a Gaius Baltar secret farmer situation where it's like, oh, yes, of course. I've seen chefs and it's like, I've been chefs. Yeah, I feel like he's sort of like Cinderella if no fairy godmother ever showed up and then he ran away with a crap uncle. <laughs> yeah, but also like shitty rich Cinderella like yeah but definitely in yeah yeah he was, I, he was the youngest ugly stepsister <laughs> yeah 100% well and also again like it's 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 so funny because in the only real depiction of falling in in Star Wars was uh, Shadows of the Empire and they're like look it's this prince who runs a crime syndicate so he's very like cool and awesome and I was like oh man the super handsome guy but like if everyone is that then it really is just like yeah right you're gorgeous who fucking cares we're all more gorgeous it's like you're the third like you're Derek Zoolander to like the other models yeah they're like great you live in a world of models but like how much money do you have <laughs> is that a thing that non feline can notice where it's like yeah you're unbelievably hot but I've seen better looking Feline. <laughs> uh, no they rarely ever leave the world like I would God, have had to okay. have been smuggled off because Imperials innately distrust Feline due to the pheromones okay so like the Imperials there's no. not a lot of Feline out there in the but galaxy but I also okay. I, I think I think to some extent, uh, and this is funny, it's a concept that got gently dealt with in the old Star Wars stuff, but um, the concept of racism doesn't really come up in Star Wars very often. But I think for Vic, um, you probably have some difficulty telling different aliens apart. Like, it's kind of like (laughs) me or other things. It's not even like human or not human. It's just like you probably can't tell humans apart either. But it's a little bit like, so Trandoshans are like the giant, like, crocodile Gorn motherfuckers. Okay. 
Um, there's one in the movies. He's like stands around. His name's Bosick. He's Bosick sounds familiar. Uh, anyway, but they're kind of like these giant like reptilian monsters, but they're also green. So mm. I feel like to you, you're like just a handsome trained ocean. I don't know. Yeah, because the empire, if we go in the traditional form, is like super racist against 100%, aliens. Hundred percent, we're going and with that version. If you are rich then you have been playing in Empire Circles. Like, for you, aliens are, like, the butler you won't let people see in a lot of cases. So I think, and it's, and I don't think you have any bias towards them. It's just literally like, oh, yeah, you're, you're one of the green guys. I don't know where my mom and dad's money came from. <laughs> I just have it. I have a lot of it. And if you're gambling in, like, places where there's shitty money, you've definitely gambled with a shitload of aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you went to Canto Bite that one time. Um, it's canon, baby. Uh, and for you, uh, Fonzie, uh, everyone's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah. like, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Um, which actually makes you an incredibly nice person. <laughs> um, okay, so Sweet Sweep is either going to be the referee or your coach. I'll leave that up to you. Probably both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Dibs is going to take a take a fall. Um, cool. All right, this plan makes sense to me. Makes sense to you guys? Yes. Yep. All right, so... Um, uh, in kind of like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition type things, like Xanto starts taking things down. He's like, "Sounds like a good plan. I think I think Vic's really gonna lead us to victory on this one." And he kind of like leans down the hall and he, he looks to you, and because he's finally out of your shot, he's like, <laughs> "Fuck." <laughs> yes, you do hear <laughs> like, down the shouting down the hall, like, "Can't have victory without Vic." <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet, just looks at all of you and is like. Sweep, sweep. <laughs> you hear slightly quieter. Did you hear what I said, Nix? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I never thought of that, but it's true because that those are the first three letters. And my I, damn. God, you're smart. I pull out my data pad uh, and I like text a message to Nix that's just like, "Don't worry, we don't work with him during the plan." <laughs> and uh, I'm in the kitchen. I found some like meat hammers and uh, other kind of heavy things, and I'm kind of putting them in my pockets and in my my other suit and other pockets. Uh, you catch your reflection in a, a shiny, shiny. Uh, stainless steel stove. What do you say to psych yourself up? We can do this, buddy. Come on. No pain, no gain. No gain, all pain. <laughs> <laughs> sweet Sweep comes up behind you and he can't massage your shoulders in a rocky way because his hands are attached to a broom. <laughs> so he just like taps the broom on your back and he's like, somehow he's found a cigar and he's like, sweet, sweet. <laughs> oh, you got it. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and with that, you arrive at the space station. This episode of Dumb Scum and Villainy features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Adam McNamara at Adam McNamara13 on Twitter, and our fantastic game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's MRKR. Our theme song is In Orbit by Chronox, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E Now get out of my shop. I'm a Toydarian. Your Jedi mind tricks do not work on me. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, 
Jason Denson, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.